Today on Make Headway, we're joined by someone who's not only a certified life coach and an entrepreneur of many businesses, he's also a podcaster. Ryan Stanley will inspire you to get past some of those things that may be in your mind and preventing you from starting your podcast. Let's go. Welcome to Make Headway, a podcast which will help you clear the clouds, calm your nerves, enable you with a sense of direction, and move you forward on your podcast journey. I'm Chris Stone, and I cannot wait for the world to hear your story. All right, welcome back to Make Headway. I'm excited for you today because we have a special guest and you are just going to get fed by Ryan Stanley, who is a certified professional coach. He's a creative entrepreneur. He's a number of things and he's a podcaster. So I felt like Ryan would be a perfect guest and a perfect person for you to hear from today. He's also an author, and we're going to get into his book, which is fantastic, by the way, and a quick read. So for me, someone who's not a big reader, it was exciting. Wow, I'm done already. I want some more. So that was uh, that was good. And he's also a speaker and a fish fan, which we may end up getting into as well. Sweet. Would you please welcome to Make Headway, Mr. Ryan Stanley. Thanks for joining, man. Yeah, Chris, my pleasure, man. Really, really happy to be here. Been looking forward to it all week. So thanks for having me. Excellent. So yeah, I've followed your stuff now for a while. And like I said, read your book and am just really excited for someone who's now listening to the podcast that either A, barely just started their podcast and they're they're in the midst of some of that that mind junk that happens and, and trying to organize themselves and, and has that fear or someone who hasn't launched a podcast yet knows that they need to launch a podcast and hasn't done it yet. The content that you covered in your book about being patient, being present, and being joyful totally applies to that. So what I'd love to be able to hear from you at at the onset is, can we start maybe with your personal podcast journey? Because you are a podcaster and you went through and have experienced maybe some of these things and maybe what practically you did and applied to get you through that and and launched. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody's journey is going to be a little bit different. I, I think when I first started, I had literally no idea what I was doing, but as in what I call an ADD entrepreneur, you know, <laughs> for a good part of my life, I think about a lot of different things. And one of the earliest lessons that I think I learned is to just step into it. And I think that when we talk about fears, especially in a podcasting place, or even if you were to compare it to even starting a website, right? When, when people are starting off or a YouTube channel or anything like that, they have all these fears of the world hating them or you know, their content just not being good enough, which again comes down to a, just an overall fear of, of a human fear of not being good enough and, and how we really judge ourselves on a regular basis, right? And so the, the truth is, and I don't want to upset anybody, but the truth is your first episode, you know, people are, <laughs> the world isn't going to hear. You're not going to have millions and millions of listeners. Your first 10 episodes, you're not going to have millions and millions of listeners, right? Ideally, I mean, if, if you have an audience that you've already built for some capacity, depending on what your business is, you, you have obviously a better chance of having more people hear you off on the onset. But chances are, if you're not in that space, so first of all, if you are in that space, you know what content you're, you're creating. That's probably not one of your fears. If you've already kind of built up a brand and you already have some sort of a connection, you're starting a, a podcast. But if you're the latter and you, you haven't really done this yet, and you're actually utilizing a podcast as a vehicle to create a brand of some capacity and reach a larger audience, my advice, and, and you could go back to how I started, is just step into it and learn as you go. 
for me, it was as, as little as, you know, my podcasts are actually just recorded on my phone. Mm-hmm. I sometimes, if you listen to some of them, I, I go out to a nature preserve not far from me and I sit by the river and I just kind of talk into my phone and I take that content and I upload it to Libsyn. And I, I think the other piece to it is there, there's two sides. One, the, the fears come again from not f- feeling like you're not good enough. So you know what you like, you know what you like to listen to, you know what podcast you enjoy. If you're, if you're interested in becoming a podcaster, chances are you, you're listening to podcasts out there and there's, there's something that you like. So I don't want to say emulate and copy everything they do, but you know what you like. And so just be that, mm. you know, be yourself, speak your truth as often as possible. And what a lot of people don't realize, I know I talked, I touched on, you know, they're, they're, you're not getting millions and millions of listeners, but the truth is that there are billions of people on the planet. And uh, if your fears of me not being good enough, the odds are that there's not some people out there who align with your vibe and your truth and your story, you know, if, if, from a, just a plain numbers game. The truer you are to yourself and who you want to be and how you want to be heard uh, by yourself as well as those you, you respect and love, like, that's really who your audience is at all times, yourself and those you respect and love, because then you're really speaking your truth. And, and so I would say do that as often as possible. At first, your, your first couple episodes aren't going to be your best, right? So accept that right off the bat uh, and enjoy that and know that your second one is going to be better than your first. And when you kind of, you know, it's like that whole jump and the net will appear, like leap off the cliff and the net will appear type of a thing. So, you know, depending on the individual, there's certain type A personalities. I don't know if that's even the best description, but, you know, people are like, listen, I can't just do that. Like, I really need to know the details. And that's cool, too. Then your first step, your first leap off the cliff is to get the details, but not worry about the outcome. Decide, okay, so what type of what type of um, podcasting launching websites are there out there? Who do people I know who are doing podcasts use? And so just start doing some research and make it fun. Like, you know, enjoy the process of creating because that's really all that you're doing in any case anyway. You're creating something you know, that, that is going to serve you and serve your journey and ideally serve others in some capacity. People like you and have the same interests as you. Yeah, I love that because, you know, you're talking about when you started and you're, you're just, you've got your phone and you're sitting by the river. There's something about the authenticity of that. And not just for your listeners, your prospective listeners, or your five listeners when you first start, which are your, you know, your family yeah. and, and, and friends, uh, you know, essentially. But I think you owe it to yourself to always be authentic and just go, you know what? I can go back and listen to my first episode and just feel great about how far I've come. Because you're right, you do get better yeah. the more you do it, the more you're working that muscle or, or, or training yourself or practicing. And I always tell podcasters, the great thing about podcasting is it's not live. So you can actually practice and not put up anything. You do want to put up something eventually. You guess right. another, another hindrance sure. for people is they just want to make it so, so perfect. You don't have to, right? So practicing, I think, is a, is a big part of it yeah. that can help people kind of work that muscle. Well, and like anything, I mean, really... When it comes down to it, the more you do it, if it's something that you're passionate about, it, it's about consistency. It's about making time and effort to do it. But using the, the basic of all basic examples, learning to walk. I mean, your first time you took, you fell, right? You fell over and, and you, you might have, it might have hurt a little bit, but you don't know. You don't really remember that. You were just learning to kind of move from one space. You're tired of crawling. You move from one space to the, the, the room to the other. So, and now you don't even think about walking. It's just something you get up and do. Right. And so from a podcasting standpoint, once you get up to episode 25, episode 30, and, and you start really enjoying the content. You know what you did yesterday. You know what you did last week. And you really had a, an amazing show. Maybe you had a great guest and you, you learned something from it as well. Um, and you start stepping into it more of like a, a fun, creative space than something that I have to do perfect, to your point, right? So it's not about it being perfect. It's about it being enjoyable. And it's okay that you don't like aspects of your episodes, but then so decide, so learn from that, right? There are no mistakes. There are only lessons in it, in my opinion. Nice. Yeah. I love the step into it 
phrase that you talk, you know, and, and there's, you know, Chris Kremitzos from Podfest talks about starting ugly. Yeah. You know, step into it feels a, feels a little lighter, you know, starting ugly feels a little, right. feels a little harsh, <laughs> but it's generally the same thing. And I think a lot of people, when they start a podcast and they actually are willing to step into it and start ugly and get going, they fade away after only sort of six or eight or so many episodes. They, you know, they call it the, the pod fade. But I, I love in your, in your book, you talk about being patient. Yeah. And I think for me, when I read that and I, you know, up until that point, when I hear the word patient, uh, it means stopping right. in a way. It's like, oh, you know what? I need to be patient. That means I need to sit and wait. And you talk about it differently in in terms of a patience. Can you yeah. can you maybe elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, happily. And thank you for that. And by the way, I really appreciate your your um, kind words about the book and support. I mean, it really does generally mean a lot to me. So thank you for making the time to read it and yeah, man. positive feedback. Definitely. So patience isn't sitting around on your hands and doing nothing. Patience is being aware that the outcome that you want is going to happen. It's just not going to happen today. Patience is understanding that you are taking action towards the outcome. And really, in my opinion, the best way to experience patience and, and to create more of it is to already be grateful, to create gratitude simultaneously at the same time for the outcome. Because if you already believe and you have faith in the outcome occurring the way that you want it to, and you, you understand that that's just going to happen one way or another, then patience is, is enjoying the now and enjoying the process of living life and, and creating the path to the outcome. Uh, I actually have a blog blog post from a couple of years ago, um, actually, and, and was recently brought up in a podcast interview I did called The Doc Brown Theory. And it's like if, uh, you know, Doc Brown from Back to the Future pulled up in front of your house and just said, hey, listen, I just want you to know I just came back from the future and everything you're thinking about already happened. Just so you know, it's going to happen. I mean, you need to keep working towards it, but whatever your goals are, whatever, you know, you're going to have a million listeners, whatever your podcasting goal might be. And just so you know, he came out and he said this, but listen, I can't talk about now. I got to go. And he hops in his glory and he flies away. Like, how would you behave? Right. Would you sit there and worry that it's not going to happen? Would you be stressed? Would you be anxious? No, you wouldn't because you, you believe now you have faith in the outcome based on this experience. So there's always an opportunity for us to be our own Doc Brown, right? For us to say, listen, I know this is going to happen. It's already, you know, it's done. I don't know how exactly it's going to happen because that's what the path is about. But all I, my job is to know that it's going to happen and to step into it and act as if. And then with that every day, having that faith and having that intention and having that gratitude for the outcome, it blocks some of those fears or at least shines a mirror up to the truth, right? As opposed to the fears which are coming in and telling you, hey, you're not good enough. Just don't waste your time. We don't want you to get hurt. Right? Your fear is your ego not wanting to get hurt. Like this whole thing of, of, it's like going back to the old days of saber-toothed tigers, right? The, the cavemen hiding in the caves because they didn't want to go out there because they were afraid they're going to get eaten. Well, there's not saber-toothed tigers. There's some kid somewhere on a, on a, in front of his computer who might say something bad about your podcast in the comment section, right? Who cares? In the grand scheme of things, this is about, I mean, if you really want to get deep on it, it's like every single day is a gift, right? I mean, there is oxygen, there is gravity, there is sunlight, all these different things so that you can live today. What are you doing with it? And if you, for whatever reason, decide that podcasting, you, you have a voice, you have a story, you have a song of your soul that you want to, to, to share with the world, and you're letting fears of somebody somewhere else stop you from doing that, there's an opportunity for to ask yourself, like, you know, what's the truth here? What am I really afraid of? And what would be, what's on the other side of fear? Because typically on the other side of fear is greatness. Uh, and typically on the other side of our comfort zone is where the magic happens and where we start to get into that flow. And like anything else, once you push past smaller fears, then you, you start to get used to that ability and that habit of pushing through fears to see what's on the other side. And once you do that, you start to you know create greatness and the things to snowball. I love that. And it makes me think about 
the mindset of knowing what you can control and what you can't control, right? And so we're in control of what we're thinking, how, you know, how we're uh, going to apply what we're going to do during the day. And we're not in control of, of somebody hammering out a, a, a bad review or making a, an ugly comment on YouTube. We're in control of how we're affected by that and, and where that unravels and totally. the damage that that can do to ourselves if we dwell on uh, those kind of things that you, know, you, you talk about in your book. You talk about the band-aids about you know, we're in charge of our lives, right? And so I believe that you talk about gratitude and that's, that's the being present component of your book. Yeah. And you know, I don't think we do enough, especially in times like we're in right now. We don't do enough of just appreciating the fact that we are breathing, that we, you know, and I think one of the, one of the band-aids you talked about is go and pet your pet, you know, go and yeah. rub the ears of your dog or find someone else's yeah, pet, pet an and, you know, things like that and, you know, sort of self-care and, and those types of things we're in control of and, you know, our voices are not for everyone and we, and you come to that realization and then once, once you've got that, then I feel like the content can start flowing and you're just not affected by that stuff that can create so much damage. Yeah, 100%. And I love what you said. What, what are we in control of? We're in control of who we are now. Mm. And really when it comes down to it, there's only now, right? When we think about um, the past, those are just memories of a different now, which typically, by the way, by the time you actually remember them, depending on how far back, are probably skewed in some capacity. Uh, just the way the mind works. And I'm, I'm, this is the layman's version. I know I read it somewhere. Uh, but the, really, when they did studies of people who remember stuff, and I'm, again, totally making these numbers up, but like a, a high percentage, like, you know, 60% of memories were actually not accurate, right? In some capacity, there was something wrong with them. And so when we think about all the different things that we're, we're talking about being present, a lot of the time we're not present because we're worried about something we did last week, maybe an episode that we recorded that we didn't like, you know, something that happened elsewhere, right? And so there's an opportunity to be more present and not worry about the past. Uh, and the same thing with the future. The future is something when you're you're often anxious that something is going to go wrong or is not going to happen the way you want it to be, or you're not going to be successful enough in time, or whatever these different these different fears that come up. But if you recognize, to your point, all I can control is who I am now. So if I'm a, if I'm having challenges or fears about the future, or I'm having challenges or fears about the past, if I decide to instead be present in the moment and decide, okay, what can I control? I can control my thoughts about the past and the present. And I can decide that if I don't like something about my past, I can decide to change it right this moment. Who do I want to be now instead then? Instead of wasting literal physical energy, right? Because when we focus a thought on anything, we are creating energy with our mind, with our body. So instead of focusing literal energy on a past that you believe didn't serve you, you can take that same amount of energy and focus it on the present and who you want to be right now to create a future that does serve you. I love that. Yeah, I love, I love taking every moment that you can and making it a plus as opposed to a, a, a minus and, and not wasting those energies, not, not just on the bad stuff that, that's seemingly obvious, but some of the stuff that creeps in totally. to your day, like scrolling for a very long time on things that are just, if you were to really think about it, just, you know, what was the return on that investment of your time? So can you give us maybe some examples of how you've worked with people? Because I know you're obviously an entrepreneur, you're, you've got a number of businesses going, you've got, you know, the coaching business, you've got a t-shirt business, you know, you've, you've got to keep up with your fish fans. You've, you've, got a, you've got a lot of stuff going on. And so how are you able to sort of multitask, yeah. enjoy yourself for the things sure. that aren't necessarily business related, but things that you're passionate about and still be able to do all of the things that you do? What are, what are some of your maybe multitasking practical uh, tips for listeners? Yeah. And actually you, 
hit the nail on right in the head with, with even the question around ROI, like what is the best use of my time? Is this the best use of my time? And so sometimes if, as you mentioned, I have a couple of different projects that I'm working on, but I also have a wife and, and, you know, a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. And so sometimes like on a Saturday, while I have all these different projects that we go and I'll be out and like kind of, you know, my kids will ask me to go swimming in the pool or whatever, and I'll be out there and I'll swim with them. And like, you know, there's this creep thing like, Ryan, you know, you could be working on something else. You could be, you know, got these other projects, you got those emails or you got whatever. And I have to, I choose to, again, what can I control in this moment? Well, I could run in and do that right now. And, or I can recognize that sometimes the best use of my time is being with my family and is setting the example of someone who loves their family for my children and for my wife. And you know, that's why we got married, right? To, to build a, a relationship together. So recognize that, that there's a difference between procrastination and also, and creating value in your time. That being said, in, in my my scenario, I also will work weird hours, right? So, I mean, I, I don't really do the nine to five. Like I sometimes I'll, I, I have a morning routine and I do work in the mornings. And I, you know, I do stuff, but then sometimes I'll take like some time off in the middle of the day to, to maybe spend a little bit of extra time with my family, but then I'll work until 11 o'clock at night on other things, right? On bits and pieces. And, I, and then I'll come up for dinner and I come back to work. So really in the grand scheme of things, tips are just right off the bat, asking yourself, is this the best use of my time? To your point about scrolling aimlessly. Like that is something we all do. Channel surfing just in general. This will be a tip to anybody out there who's looking to start any type of a business. If you find that you are channel surfing for more than six minutes, like you are just, have just like that means that your brain is just looking for something. And you know that, so I guess my opinion is uh, that you could use that same six minutes. You know what you want in life. So if, if one of the things that you want to do and the reason you're listening to this podcast is because you want to become a podcaster, that six minutes of looking for something in 300 channels that may or may not be entertaining to you is not serving that goal of becoming a great podcaster. And so, I mean, it's not like, hey, man, you have to work 20 hours a day and that's all you need to do. I do believe if you really want to be successful in anything, you do need to put, you know, you can't be average. And I don't mean that in a judgmental way. I mean, you're not going to put in the average just hours of day. You're not going to, you do need to step outside, uh, work a little bit harder, especially at first as you're growing something. I'd, I really don't watch any TV in general. I mean, I might watch a half hour a week if I really just to spend some time with my wife. Uh, that's my own prerogative. But I, so I personally, I would recommend less television just in general. I don't think it really serves us for the most part. But as far as multitasking, another big part of it is reminding yourself every single day of who you want to be and who, you know, that, that, cod, that, that podcasting piece is like, okay, so again, this is what I want to do. My goal is to reach a million people by the end of 2021. I'm making that number up. Like in, in all my episodes, whatever it is, that's what I want to do. So you don't just say that one day and then just like, oh, well, let me just be patient. It'll happen, right? It's, it's So, but I can be patient and enjoy the journey. But you also, so for me, I, you know, I touched on my morning routine every day. I've got an extended morning routine, but it really does set myself, set myself up for success and intention and purpose. Mm -hmm. Meaning, so I, I, I'll make it real quick, but so I wake up every morning, I meditate for anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. Then after that, I um, exercise for about 25 minutes. So then after that, I come in and I do what I call my I am statements. This really speaks more specifically to what I was just touched on or touching on. So the I am statements are something that I repeat to myself. I've decided who I want to be in, in all aspects of my life, physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, emotionally, as a parent, as an entrepreneur, like all these different things. And I've written them down and I read it out loud every day to start my day. And by doing this, I'm saying it out loud to life. Like, hey, this is who I am. This is what, this is what I believe. And I say it in the present tense. And I feel myself being there and I, I create gratitude for that outcome immediately. And while I'm doing this, I'm also planting seeds to my subconscious for the day. Hey, by the way, this is who you are. This is who you're creating. And so, you know, a lot of the time we go back to, again, tips to multitasking. The challenge for tips, to the reason why people, we all, including myself, need tips for multitasking 
is because life can be distracting and there is social media that pops up and we do have people, you know, life can be distracting with stresses from family or drama or all these situations. Everybody's got a completely unique experience. And so by planting your seeds every single day and reminding yourself every single day of who you want to be, not only who you want to be, but who you deserve to be. Again, this is your life, man. This is the, your, this day is here for you. And I'm talking to everyone. If you're listening right now, I'm talking to you. Like this day is here for you. What are you doing with it? And so, to rem- and, and again, I'm not, <laughs> I don't want to insinuate that I'm like this super guy, 20 hours a day. I'm always working, but I am thinking about it a lot. And I have decided who I want to be every day. And so a tip is to remind yourself on a regular basis who you want to be. So you plant seeds for your subconscious. And then when other distractions do come up, A, you, you, you have the opportunity to say, oh my gosh, I don't really want to be distracted by that. I have other things to focus on. But B, when opportunities arise, I think if you're not reminding your subconscious regularly, you may miss an opportunity. You might not pick up on a conversation where somebody else says something that, that could lead you to something that you want to do or a connection that you want to have or whatever. So by, by planting seeds of your subconscious of who you want to be every day, you're more open to, I, I believe, a more open to opportunities. Not only are, I mean, really, A, you hear them more often in, in, in conversations and things on the internet or whatever, different people you connect with. B, you, from, in my opinion, from a quantum physics level, you actually create you actually create that outcome by, by stepping into it and reminding yourself of and saying it out loud and creating gratitude. Um, there, there's a quantum you know, theory that you're, you're changing matter to, to focus, come to your life more so that you can bring these opportunities to you physically. That's fantastic. I love, I love the concept of the I am statements and planting seeds in your subconscious because it's, you know, and I think someone who hasn't practiced that might think of this as like, this is voodoo, voodoo, right? Yeah. Yeah, This is just sort of like, but these are ways of taking charge. And I, so I've got a, I've got a question related to the, to the I am statement. I'd love to hear one. Yeah. If I know it's personal, right. It may not apply to everyone who's, who's listening. I'd love to hear one or as many as you'd love to share of your I am statements. And then do you look at your I am statements as a draft? Is it a, is it a living document, so to speak? And if yes is the question, which I, I, I could see you nodding. So, so I, feel like it is. Yeah. Like how does that qualification process work for you and and how do you incorporate that in, you know, throughout your life? Yeah, so let, let's start with the second one. Um the second question. So, yes, to my nodding, absolutely. Uh and that's actually the fun of it. Like anything else, like in fact, even like we we touched on with with starting a podcast, the IMs are just hey, start somewhere. Right? It doesn't have to be this perfect thing and this is who I'm going to be for the rest of my life. In fact, it's the opposite. And by starting someplace and getting clarity on who you want to be, and reminding yourself of that every day and start taking action towards it, you start moving on the path. And then you realize because you took action towards that path, there's aspects of it that you don't necessarily align with or that have shifted as you've grown or matured or as life changes or as you kind of, again, from a quantum level, start moving forward on the path and new things come into play. You start to understand, okay, I don't necessarily want that anymore or I want it to be a little bit different. So absolutely, it's, it's definitely in, in pencil. In fact, you know, even as a young person, one of my... Um, uh, so a quick example that, that really ties in here is part of my I am statements was like, you know, I am a, um, I have my own radio show, right? And this was before podcasting was a thing, right? So my, my eventually as technology and life in the 21st century changed or whatever, you know, my need or interest in being, having my own radio show dissipated and I was able to have a podcast show instead. So it wasn't the exact thing where I'm in this booth in New York city in a radio thing, right? But I am sharing my message with the world, connecting with an audience. I am speaking with you right now as an example, right? So definitely can change. In fact, the more you, you step into it, the more you different aspects of it and will come to fruition. I mean, if you're really stepping into it every single day, these things will, will occur, right? In one way or another, typically in a way you don't expect. Yeah. Right. And so when that happens, you, you then pivot and, and either change or grow or increase what you want. 
and I do want to, I'm saying this out loud. So I remember, I do want to get back to your, your listening to the a specific I am. So they will, but there was another thing that came up for me. Well, yeah, you, you mentioned, you know, you, you wanted to be a, a disc jockey, a DJ, right? I really just wanted to have no. like a, I wanted to be like, a, have a, like a fish radio show to be honest with you. I, I was to just going to say about, a bunch of jam band yeah, stuff, right? Other fish nerds. <laughs> but that would, no, there was something else I was going to say just along that. Oh, well, I'll let it go. Yeah. And the I am statements. I mean, for me, the, the concept is based on uh, a book by Napoleon Hill called Think and Grow Rich. And I read that when I was 18 years old and it certainly changed my life and changed the trajectory of my life. And his, his whole concept, he calls it a statement of desire. I've changed it to, I call it my I am. So he calls it a statement of desire. And um, it's, it's his philosophy that, I, that I've taken what I talk about reading it out loud. In fact, I do it before I, when I start my day and before I go to bed and sometimes in the middle of the day, depending. So I always start off with a quote, actually two quotes by him. The first one is, I ask not for more riches, but for more wisdom to accept and to use wisely the riches that I received at birth in the form of the power to control and direct my thoughts to whatever ends I desire. Now, I've taken that. And so here's an example of you asking the questions. Can it change? Can it grow? Whatever. So that was why I originally just did it verbatim from him. But I've now I've changed it to make it more of my own. So where now I've added extra adjectives and more of who I really want to be. I mean, that was written in the 1920s. This is, you know, the 2020s. So now it's like I ask not for more riches, but for more wisdom to accept and to use wisely and consistently and daily and purposefully and powerfully and intentionally and creatively and joyfully and with love and with gratitude, the riches that I received at birth. And that I still possess in every single second of every single day in the form of the power to control and direct my thoughts to whatever ends I desire, whenever I desire. Right. So I've added silly, no, no, actually, I take that back. That's silly. I've added minute details that really make me feel these different emotions about this power that I have to choose my thoughts and to choose my actions. And then there's a second quote by him, which I, which comes right after that for me in my I am's. The second one is mind control is the result of self-discipline and habit. You either control your, your mind or it controls you. And so I've increased that one very similar in the sense that mind control, you know, I say, I say, you know, real daily, purposeful, powerful, intentional, creative, loving, grateful mind control is the result of self-discipline and habit. You either control your thoughts, your actions, and your emotions, or they control you. There is no halfway compromise. Right? So I'm starting my day off just reminding myself that I have power over my thoughts. And in fact, it's the most empower, important power that I have because it's really all I have. I'm always choosing my thoughts. And by doing that as often as possible, I guide and create my life and how I want to, to show up in it. Um, so that's how I started. And those aren't really my I am's as much as they're his with my own modifications. Right. I love that. I love, and thank you so much for sharing your routine because I think that that's helpful. And it doesn't, you know, someone that's listening to this, they don't have to use that exact routine. Not even a little right? bit. Oh, 25 minutes of exercise, you know, they need to take these nuggets. Some, some one of you, what you did with that quote and, and make it your own, but really have those self disciplines totally. to create that framework that, uh, you know, for success f uh, for yourself. And I, I, I love how. You just basically took control of everything that you're doing in every aspect of your life and took complete control of it and have turned it into uh, what you've turned it into. And, and it's, it's inspiring. And I really hope that it's inspired a lot of people to, if you've got a podcast, to you know how to do it better and how to grow it, because I think there's a lot of practical applications that you've, you've brought on. And if you haven't started a podcast, a lot of these applications that you're talking about and just the mindset in general and getting through and, and multitasking, everything seems so daunting, right? When you, when you start really anything and whether, like you said, if you're a content creator, YouTube channel, podcasting, it seems so daunting. Yeah. But if you look at it like you have and applied these things, you, you know, you could be successful. And so 
just thank you so much for doing this. I do have one last question, if I could. And yeah, that please. is, what do you do when you don't feel inspired after you've done everything in your routine? Have you felt like that? And if you have, tell us about that and, and maybe what you learned from it. That's a great question. Thank you for asking. First of all, so there is a piece to my routine that I didn't mention. So after I do my I am's, I then I also do some journaling. Right. So I move from there to, and part of my journaling is I, I kind of, I write out what I'm going to do for the day. So there's a calendar. So I look at what my day looks like with the different tasks I have, maybe scheduled calls or interviews or whatever. I then write down three things that I'm grateful for to start my day. Right. So here I am. So, and the reason, and I'll take this back from the routine purpose, it's not just having, and sometimes having routine just in itself is important for people. I don't necessarily know that that's the case for me. It might or may not be, but for me, it's more about recognizing that my job is to make me the best version of myself for the greatest good of all people, right? And so I mentioned, you know, meditation and then exercise. And it's like, so physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, like I'm, I'm setting myself up for the best success possible every day. That, that's really why I do it. I actually, I'm not a big fan of exercising <laughs> in particular, but I know that it's important and it helps me to be the best version of myself. So anyway, you know, I write down gratitude for what I want to. And then I set up, after that, I set up my goals for the day. And my goals for the day are not specific tasks because there's a separate section for that. My goals for the day are, Things like uh, be present with every single person I'm with, be joyfully productive, uh, be the light that I want to see in the world. So who are, my goals for the day is who do I want to be as a human being? Because I know in the end that will get me to where I want to be as a success, right? And then after that is a, then a list of tasks. So then, so now I know who I want to be as a human being. Now, what are some really important things that are important for me to get done today? I got to be sure that I email this one person. Got to be sure that I turn, whatever it is, you know, what are, what are my different tasks are? So, and this is kind of a long way for me to answer your question, but, and then at the end of the day, I come back, right? And there's a, there's an area for win, for um, opportunities for growth. And so I write down, okay, here's what, the, here's what I didn't do good. Here's where I wasn't inspired. Here's maybe where I was less focused than I'd like to be, or uh, had some fear or whatever. And I write that down so that I'm aware of it for the next day. And then after that, there's a section for gratitude as well. Uh, actually, no, then there's a section for wins. So I write down what were my wins? Okay. Now I just looked at what I could, what I can improve upon. Now I'm going to write down the things that went really well, and then I close with things that I'm gratitude. And sometimes gratitude, and to really bring this all the way back down to your initial question, if I've had a day where I don't feel particularly that that was impressive, let's just say, or I don't feel it was my best day, or there was aspects of it that I would have liked to change more than others, sometimes what I'm grateful for is tomorrow. You know, at the end of the day, sometimes in that gratitude is, and that's the truth. The truth is that there's always tomorrow, like literally. And I think when we go back to like at the start of this conversation, what are we in control of? Am I in control of that I didn't have the best day possible? I was in control at that moment and, it, and that's how it worked out. So what can I sit here and focus? Oh, that sucks. And I don't want to do this anymore. And, no, I'm, and the world is happening to me. When really, uh, one of the most important things I ever learned, uh, and this was actually through a pretty uh, a traumatic experience, is that life happens for you no matter what. And when we start really stepping into that concept of life is happening for us all the time, you know, I go back to what I, I touched on, even just gravity, oxygen, sunlight, just those three basic things are happening for us so that we can exist. What are we doing with it? Well, all the other stuff is happening for us as well. As painful and weird as that may seem on unstressful situations, if we decide to recognize that now is the only thing that exists and that anything happened for us to, to be now, no matter how it feels emotionally, I'm talking about bad situations. If we decide that it happened for us and what do we want to do with it, that's where greatness lives. That's where power lives. That's where we can say, it doesn't matter what's going on outside of me. I am here right now and I know who I want to be and how I want to live and how I want others to live based on the example of my life. Who do I want to be now? And that might be, hey, I had a crappy day today. So who am I going to be tomorrow? 
and remind yourself tomorrow. And guess what? I've had two crappy days in a row or whatever. I'm saying that doesn't mean the next day is going to be all sunshine and rainbows and unicorns, but it does mean at the end of that day, I say, okay, what does tomorrow look like? Uh, You know, who do I want to be tomorrow? I'll just say, you know, real quick, a lot of the time we see these inspirational quotes out there. We see these inspirational memes. We see people quoting people like Viktor Frankl and people like Nelson Mandela. And, you know, these people who live really horrible situations and terrible, stressful things. And people quote them as if it's just like something, this is me being a little bit judgmental. So, but I mean, I I see people quote them as if it's like this thing, oh, hey, whatever, you know, but then they're the same people who get upset when, you know, their, their sister yells at them. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Wi-Fi goes down on the plane. Right, exactly. Yeah. So my point is, is that you are like, if, you know, if you're having a stressful time and this has been a crazy year, right? There's a lot of crazy stuff going on and I'm not belittling that or taking away from that at all. But in this time in particular, this is one of my best years in a way that I've been more focused. I've had more time at home. I have pushed even harder into deciding who I want to be. So if you're going through a stressful time because it's 2020 and all the different things that that could mean to you and your family and whoever it is out there, people who are listening, you know, make this your Viktor Frankl moment then and decide to create the person that, that not only pushed through this, but created a better person on the other side. Mm. And, you know, if you can do that at the same time by being the light that you want to see in the world so that others not only are inspired by who you are and what you're doing, but are inspired to be the best versions of themselves so they can do the same thing. That's how you change the world. So I would, I would leave it at that. <laughs> I can't say anything better than that, Ryan. That was it just, thank you so much for being present with us, with, with, the, with myself and with the listeners, transparent about you know, your podcast journey and, and your own journey in, in life and in, in business. And of course, just being so giving to, you know, of your time and I just for being a, a great guy. I, I really appreciate you joining us. Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, I really appreciate being here. Um, listen, not, there's no such thing as coincidence. I think uh, this is, I'm here for a reason, and so are you. And yeah. I'm excited to see see what unfolds because of it. So thanks All for right. being you. All right, thank you. 